0: Welcome to The Speculum, a podcast that opens up dialogue around women's intimate health. We discuss topics ranging from puberty to postmenopause. We want women to feel comfortable and confident as they navigate life's changes. My name's Elise Maxwell, and I'm your host. Today, I'm also joined by Cindy Traxler, a wonderful writer and my friend, and Missy Safner, a nurse midwife with a PhD in women's health nursing. Today, we're talking about pap smears. I'm Cindy Traxler. And I'm Elise Maxwell. Today, we are discussing that regular interaction with duck lips. Yes, we are discussing pap smears. Typically, when I think about smears, I think about bagels. But today, we are exploring the ins and outs of pap smears.
1: So... I I had my first pap smear when I had a positive pregnancy test. So that I was, yes, yes, yes. I was, I was technically a teenage mother because I was 19. I found out I was pregnant in May of 91, which put me at nine, 19 years old. And I had never had a pap smear prior to that. My choice of birth control up to that point had been condoms. And for those of you that are old enough to remember the sponge, oh, God. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it really was. So I, I avoided going to the doctor for a pap smear in part because I think I was scared. I didn't want my parents and stuff to know I was having sex. So even though I had been with my boyfriend at that point, um, my future husband, three years, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I had my first pap smear because I was. Pregnant. And they did one because I had never had one. And it was probably the most uncomfortable thing I had ever experienced up to that point, you know, and they tried. And I had a male doctor, not to be sexist or anything, but and maybe maybe they are the training is different now than it was then um, you are. That's, you know, my experience was 20 plus years ago. So. My experience with that male doctor was the, the, the speculum was cold. I don't, he didn't put any lubricant on it. It was a, it was a very uncomfortable process. He, and the, the actual swabbing hurt. So it wasn't something that I looked forward to again. But from that point on, I did go annually for many years. I never had an abnormal pap. So later on, when I hit maybe my mid-30s or early 30s, they said, I don't have to come back. But every three to five years, as long as I keep having normal path. But I will say, when I finally got a female nurse practitioner, I think the first time,
2: mm-hmm. they were warm. Yeah.
1: It had lubrication. Um, she talked her way through what she was doing and... You're gonna feel some pressure, you know that kind of thing. That it made all the difference in the world to have somebody that understood what you were feeling and that would kind of coax you into it. And and I had her the year after, so the the next appointment, the next time I had a pap was the year after I had had my son, and that and so that made a big difference in that year's time. A lot had clearly changed in the medical world because. <laughs> I went from this kind of rough shot kind of pap experience to this woman who actually took time.
0: I, I can't even remember what triggered me to get my first pap smear because I feel like I was probably like 16. I wasn't sexually active at that point. And I, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. I think I was around 16. And it was just my doctor who I had been seeing my whole life. I, it was scary. It was scary. Yeah. Definitely putting your feet in those stirrups. What I, and I, I don't know if other people's doctors do this, but she, like, put her finger in this spot and, like, pushed down on this muscle. I'm sh- do. Did you have... Did you Pelvic
1: know? exam? Yeah. like she well, did the-
0: Yeah, but she, that, like, really made my muscles relax.
1: Oh, no, I've never had that.
0: Okay, yeah. She, like, just... My doctor would push down... We put our fingers in, push down a little bit, and then slide the speculum in. Mm-hmm. And that, like, helped loosen me up a little bit. And then also use lube. And I, like, actually was shocked. My whole, Every time I've had a pap smear, those, and I don't, maybe I'm sharing too, too much, but those, <laughs> the speculum always just, like, slides right in. I'm like, right. I'm not that big. Like, you see me, I'm 5'1", mm-hmm. and, like, Pretty narrow hips, and it just slides right in there. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it does. I think it's designed to.
0: <laughs> yeah. you're right. Maybe, it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, it does. And for people who maybe be uh, young girls or women who haven't had pap smears, so they put this speculum in to, like, open you up so you can, easily, you can the doctor or the nurse practitioner can see your cervix, and then they stick in, like, a swab that scrapes some of the cells off your cervix and I'm I'm curious as to how the scraper device has changed over the years because I'm sure it's gotten better. Well let's hope. I would hope so. Yeah, because it can it can cause a little discomfort.
1: Yeah, no, it hurts. To me it hurts. I feel it every time. It's and it hurts for seconds.
0: Yeah, it doesn't hurt for real.
1: It's not like it's like excruciating pain.
0: And it doesn't it's not like lasting pain. No. But it is interesting to have your vagina split open and someone reaching up inside of it.
1: <laughs> I frequently ask myself, why, oh, why haven't we developed a blood test for this? Why, oh, why can't we figure out something else to do? Yeah. Because it still feels, in this day and age for me, it still feels invasive. <laughs> I'm sure there might be a medical reason.
0: Yeah, I think it might just be that they have to get some the, the, the cells, cells from the cervix. I, so you said you've never had an abnormal pap smear. I, um, that just made me think to this one time, I think I was, how old was I? I was probably like 23, 24. And I went to this other clinic and had a pap smear. And I remember getting a phone call. And I usually, you don't get a phone call afterwards. And, and they left a message. And they left a message saying that I had an abnormal pap smear. And then it was, like, the weekend or something, so I couldn't get a hold of them. And I was freaking out. I could, I was just like, oh, my God, what does this mean? Who did this to me? Like Right, right. Um, and at that point, I had had a pretty, like, I had only been with really one person. So, well, I don't need to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was freaking out and I couldn't get a hold of anyone until I think it was a Monday and then uh they had me come back in and do another pap smear and then it was totally normal. It was a fluke. It wasn't um I didn't have HPV, I didn't have um and then from then on out I haven't had any, but um I know other women who have had abnormal pap smears and who do have HPV, it's very common and it just made me have empathy them because it is scary. It's really scary when someone tells you something's abnormal,
1: um, especially when you know it's a cancer screening. Yeah. Cancer is a big word. I think that as much as you can remain calm.
0: Yeah.
1: As much as you can.
0: Yeah. And hopefully
1: it wouldn't happen on a weekend where they go yes. home and you can't get a
0: hold yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> but it doesn't doesn't have to be terrifying. You're not alone. So many women have abnormal pap smears and Uh, I just wish we talked about it more.
1: Right, right. And I don't know how much women talk about the results of their pap smears with their daughters and things like that, unless something really bad happens. Because you might get an abnormal one, go in and for a recheck, and just like in Elisa's case, it comes back normal and you're done. But there is a scare factor in that, so...
0: Articles we looked at were less like scientific studies and more just what some of the guidelines are because they've changed over the last couple years. From a scientific perspective, what they do is, as we've said, they scrape the cervix and then they look at those cells under a microscope for disease. And in order to really get a quality test, you shouldn't douche, which we've already talked about in previous episodes, so just don't douche at all, ever. Don't have intercourse 24 hours prior to having the pap smear. Don't use tampons prior to having the pap smear. And they recommend avoiding having a pap smear while you're on your period. They can do it. They have ways of doing that. But uh, if you can, avoid it. And who wants to get a pap smear when they're on their period? <laughs> right. <laughs> so screenings, I so as I said, I was 16. You were 19. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it says that they should start at the age of 21. And then they happen every three years. And then once you hit 30, if you've only had normal pap smears, you can go to every five years. So it's actually quite a bit different because I started going when I was 16 and then went every year, right. basically. So now you don't right. have to do that. And most women stop having pap smears between 65 and 70. Wow. That's something yeah. to look forward to.
1: Well, yeah. As long as your tests are negative. If you have a positive or, or um, abnormal results then you're going to they'll probably want to see you it's something you you really do need to talk with your healthcare provider about
0: so these recommendations all changed in 2010 they realized that they really there was no reason to be doing frequent pap smears we'll have um of course on our website a link to these guidelines so that you can take a look and one of the articles we'll post is actually an overview of what all, what the abnormal readings are, so you can take a look at that to better understand what some of the abnormal readings may be.
2: Okay, so today we've been talking about, about pap smears, and we're lucky to have uh, Missy Safner on the phone. She is a nurse midwife with a PhD in women's health nursing. Hi, Missy. Hi Elise. it's great to be here. Pap smears, so how often are pap smears abnormal? Is that a common thing to get an abnormal pap smear? It is,
3: Um, you know abnormalities, there's a wide variation of what's abnormal in a pap smear. So it really does depend from person to person. Um, What I want to start out with saying is that we know that the human papillomavirus is the main cause of cervical cancer, which is what pap smears are screening women for. And we know that type, there's all sorts of different strains and types of um, HPV, human papillomavirus. And we know that type 16 and 18 cause over 70% of all cases of cervical cancer, and that HPV in general causes the majority almost 100%. So over 95% of cervical cancers are due to the HPV virus. Most women, who have abnormal pap smears, um, it's because they've been exposed to human papillomavirus, HPV. So your risk of having an abnormal pap smear is increased based on essentially your sexual history. So the more sexual partners you've had, or if you have a partner who's also had a lot of sexual partners, then that certainly will increase your risk as well. And just a little plug here, um, the best way to prevent an abnormal Pap smear is to be vaccinated against HPV. We are so lucky that we have access to the Gardasil vaccine, and it covers nine strains of human papillomavirus. Get vaccinated. You can get vaccinated as young as, I believe, nine. We usually see it around ages 11 to 12 um, and up through the age of 26. So if you're in that age category, go get vaccinated. If you're, If you have kids in that age category, get them vaccinated, both boys and girls can be vaccinated. And, you know, we all should be practicing safe sex. So using condoms to prevent transmission of the HPV virus so that we see, this will essentially, see, we'll see a drop in cervical cancer and abnormal pap smears if we can vaccinate um, young women and young men against HPV
2: as well as um, practice safe sex. What are some of the treatments for abnorm- abnormal pap smears? So if you get an abnormal pap smear, like what What are your options?
3: Well, there's a lot of different options. Um, We have guidelines. um, Healthcare providers um, have guidelines that we follow for how to treat abnormal pap smears. And the first thing to note is that it does depend on your age. So we don't do pap smears on anyone less than age 21. So you should not, if somebody recommends you have a pap smear and you're less than 21, get away from that office right away because you don't need a pap smear until you're 21. The second thing is is that if you're between 21 and 24 years old, the guidelines are gonna be a little bit different for you. Um, We may not be as aggressive with your abnormal pap smear as we would for someone who's over the age of 24. And that's because most HPV cases, when women do contract HPV, um, their body is able to clear their, the, the virus from their, from their body, and they don't suffer any long-term consequences from that um, viral exposure. With that being said, it's certainly possible, but we know that younger women have better immune systems, so they're better at clearing those viruses. So treatment will certainly depend on whether or not you're in the 21 to 24-year-old category or older. It'll also depend on whether or not your HPV was positive or negative, And, so there's even more, if the HPV that was positive was a high-risk type, so type 16 or type 18. So with that being said, if it is abnormal, the options generally include retesting in 12 months, going straight to a colposcopy, which is um, when you go back to the healthcare provider's office and the healthcare provider looks at your cervix and vagina with an an instrument called a colposcope, um, and it basically magnifies the cells, and oftentimes a vinegar like solution is put onto the tissues because it helps some of the abnormal cells stand out. And at that point, sometimes biopsies are taken. So that's kind of an intermediate intermediate step. And then uh, you know, certainly there's more extensive procedures such as laser uh, procedures that kind of laser off the tissue cone biopsies. there's there's quite a few things and, I'm not sure that that it's worth talking about all the possibilities, um, but just knowing that there's a lot of different treatment options out there, and your healthcare provider is is trained to, to use the guidelines as well as their own clinical judgment to decide what the best treatment for you would be.
2: A throwback to a couple episodes ago, can douching lead to abnormal pap smears? douching two to three days prior to a pap smear washes
3: away the surface cells on on the cervix and so um, those surface cells are what we're looking at um, when the pathologist is looking at the the cytology the cervical tissues so it's important not to douche because it certainly can skew um, cause abnormal results or wash away the cells so that you're not getting a true screening but again As I said in the douching episode, I recommend that women never douche. (laughs) So just don't do it in general. What can't pap smears test for? That is a really great question. And it's really important to remember that pap smears are a screening test. They do not diagnose cervical cancer. So you can't just have a test, the pap smear, and say, I have cervical cancer. They also can't diagnose for other reproductive cancers. So they don't diagnose um, or even screen for endometrial cancer or ovarian cancer um, or vaginal cancer. So they really are specific to the cervix and they are specific for screening. And if it were to be abnormal, that's when you would need a colposcopy or further procedure for diagnostic.
2: Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Missy. This has been, um, uh, this has really shed light on something all of us have to go through every few years. So thank you so much. It was great being here,
3: Elise. Thanks for having
1: me.
0: Thank you so much for joining this week's episode. Please tweet your questions to at OvaWoman. To access past and future episodes, visit Ovalwoman.com. This podcast is produced by Oval Woman, a women's intimate health company that aggregates products that support women in feeling comfortable and confident. Check them out at Ovalwoman.com. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>